0: Amen. Amen. Hello, Rock Church. How y'all doing today? Good. Can we all stand up? Can we all stand up? We want to welcome all our campuses and all the people watching online. Uh, this has been a a very difficult week for our city, our county. Uh, very difficult for week for me. As a black man in this country, and I had a sermon prepared for today, this, the lesson plan in your notes, we'll use it another time. I was praying, God, um, I'm your son, what do you want me to say? And so he has given me something up till 1 o'clock this morning, speaking to me about what to say to you. And I, I ask your prayers for the faith and courage and clarity to say it with clarity and with his heart more importantly, that it has the impact on your heart that he wants, amen. That's my prayer. Um, There are certain times in our life when God can do something deep in our heart. And this is absolutely one of them. And so my prayer for us uh, here in the beginning and throughout our service is that we would let God speak to us. Don't listen to Miles. Listen to God. Speaking to you, Lord, thank you so much for your word and thank you so much for your love for us. Lord, I pray you speak to us, I pray you challenge us, I pray you clarify what's unclear to us. In Jesus' name, amen. As you sit down, turn to the person next to you and say, God loves you very much. If you are a visitor, uh, what we usually do is we uh, hold our Bibles up and say word. So I'm going to count to three and then we're going to hold our Bibles up and say word. Amen. One, two, three, say word. word. Very good. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, first book of the New Testament. On Tuesday, September 27th. Alfred Olango, a Ugandan immigrant, was, refugee, was uh, shot and killed by a police officer in El Cajon. And since then we've had protests every day and the news coverage has been 24-7. I have had conversations with people all over San Diego and beyond San Diego about what's going on not only here in San Diego, but what's going on around the country. It pains me to have grown up with all this strife and now to be stirring back up again. And I've had conversations with people uh, people of faith, uh, people not in the church, and have had discussions with people whose opinions are as far apart as the east is from the west. People feel like, They don't understand um, why this keeps happening. Uh, No one understands why it keeps happening. To the video says it all. To why the protest. To we need a protest. Everything under the sun. And what I wanted to do today was lean into that. And talk about that. Because in a group outside, I was in a meeting actually with 30 people. People in ministry. and And the perspectives are polar opposite. And so I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me, how do you want me to address this? And, and, and he gave me this message. So hopefully it will speak to you. Now, in our church, in case you haven't noticed and or you're new, most churches are very segregated. Sunday morning is the most segregated hour and time of the week where blacks go to church or blacks, white go to church or whites, Hispanics go to church with Hispanics. And that's not a stereotypical generalization. It's a fact. Unfortunately, in our church, we have... A Skittles church. Can I get an amen? Not all the Skittles like the other Skittles. (laughs) But we're working on it. Uh, Heaven is Skittles. That's a fact. So we want to continually work to be Skittles. And if if you don't understand what Skittles means... It just means all shades, okay. Uh, We actually have the demographic of San Diego uh, percentage-wise, give or take a few percentage points. I think we're a little low on the white, a little high on the black, a little little Latino. Just got to get a few, you know, uh, you get the point. It's not exact. Um, And I would imagine all of y'all want justice, whatever that is. And you should want justice because we serve a God of justice. It's a biblical thing. And you should pursue it with all your passion. I would assume you want peace. You should because Jesus is the prince of peace. That's a biblical thing. And you should pursue peace with all your passion. But what I want to talk about today is that you should also want to be more like Christ because of this. Let's not miss that, because that is the most important thing, is that we as individuals become more like Christ in the process. And everything you go through in your whole life, you should always ask God first, how do you want me to respond? How do you want me to respond in a way that's like you? How do you want me to be more like you? How is this situation supposed to make me more like you? Do you understand? And when you come to church... I would hope that you come to church saying, instead of only saying, God make me feel better, encourage me, that you would say, God challenge me. God show me something about me that needs to be changed. That you would come to church not only wanting to hear what you want to hear, but wanting to hear what you need to hear. And wanting to be encouraged but also challenged to another level. Because if I don't challenge you to another level, I need to get another job. And so, and by the way, if I'm not challenged to another level, I need to get another Christ. So hopefully today we'll challenge you to another level. So what I have behind me are five chairs. Three of them represent opinions, or actually two of them represent opinions. First we have this chair that represents police officers. I believe most police officers go to work to do a great job, protect us, and come home safe. There are some who are rogue police officers, amen. Police officers are human, like everybody else, and there's some rogue police officers that don't go with that intention. Then there are people who feel like what happened the other day was justified based on what happened, and they have that opinion. They don't understand the protest. They don't understand uh, the point of view that there's anything wrong. And those people are all over the gamut. And by the way, they have reasons for that. And then you have people who feel like it was unjustified. The opposite of this point of view. And they're tired of the killings, which by the way, probably other people are also tired of the killings. Uh, some people in this camp have had experiences with the police. They feel obligated to tell their kids when they leave home, if you encounter the police, make sure you're very careful. Make sure if you get stopped by the police, you do exactly what they say. I want you to come home. There are people over here that would never think twice to ever have to tell their kids that. This experience is very real. This experience is very real. And then you have the devil. And the devil is stirring up division and hatred. Between all these people and everybody else who's not represented up here, I can't represent everybody. And the devil is saying, You don't understand that point of view. How could you say that? How could they believe that? And his job is to create division amongst people based on racial lines or community or the police, against the police, for the police, or what have you. And then you have our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They would say, Jesus, you have Jesus that says, I want to unite people. And I want peace and righteousness. And by the way, the devil will give you two options. He will put you in a corner and say you have to pick one or the other side of the battle. A matter of fact, when something like this happens, he says pick a corner because we are going to fight. And you may feel obligated to pick a corner. I'm going to tell you there's a third option. And I'm not saying either one of the corners is wrong. But there's a third option for you. And that's the option that Jesus is going to tell us to pick. Which is the option of love. It doesn't mean that if you're in one of the other corners you don't have love. But it's how we go about it. And what I want to challenge you today is the condition of your heart towards people who believe something different than you the condition of your heart and attitude of your heart towards people whose attitudes or perspectives or actions are completely clueless to you you don't get it you think it's uh, you just think it's wrong you think it's out of bounds you think it's made up or whatever however it is you have negative Attitudes, response, and perspectives towards people who think about this situation different than you. My ministry to you today, my hope is to minister to your heart and how you deal with that and what Jesus tells us. Turn to Matthew chapter 15. Let me read this to you. Matthew chapter 15, it says, verse 16. Jesus, the Pharisees are challenging him because his disciples didn't wash their hands before they ate. And he says in verse 16, are you still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those are things which are proceed out of the mouth, come from the heart. Everyone say, come from the heart. And they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts false witness and blasphemies, these are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hand does not defile a man. What I want to challenge you today is what's in your heart. Please, please pursue what you believe with all passion. Don't come off the fence. My point is, though, is is your heart towards, what is your heart telling you when you think about the people who think differently? who look at you and may accuse you of something, how are you responding to them? And my challenge is that we respond to them as Christ tells us. Turn to Matthew chapter 5, please. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is going to tell us something. Now I'm going to tell you this. Jesus is going to challenge us and always challenges us to do what we cannot do. The gospel is not coming to church and singing songs only. The gospel is living a life that is above our natural ability to live. It is easy to hate. It is easy to criticize. It is easy to point fingers. It's easy to say, what, what are they? What, what's all that? And, and talk about people. It is hard to lay our heart down and say, Lord, purify me. When we say our thoughts and prayers are with you, you are praying, you are, when you say my thoughts and prayers, you are saying that I, there's a God you can pray to. And you're saying that that God who I'm praying to can change your heart. Let that change start with you. Can I get amen? amen. And so here's what Jesus says to us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. He says, you have heard that it was said before. 40, verse 43. You have heard it said before, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Uh, guess who says that? The devil. In other words, we're all over here and we all believe this. And by the way, this applies to anything. We all believe this and those people are over there and they believe that. So it's us against them. That's not God. It doesn't mean that you can't have a side and have difference of opinion. Oh, that's absolutely going to be true. But but he will say, hate them. Talk about them. Malign them. That's what Jesus said. But then Jesus says, verse forty-four: "I say to you, love your enemy, and pray for those who persecute you." Now, let me let me clarify definitions. In this passage, Jesus talks about your enemy, and in this passage, he talks about the evil ones. Uh, How I am going to, in this context, apply enemy and evil one is not to accuse anyone of being evil or an enemy other than having a difference of opinion. Do you know what I'm saying? So whatever sides you're on, you're not evil or the enemy. Well, some people may think you're the enemy, but really you're just someone who with a difference of opinion. And when you hear people with a difference of opinion and you don't get it, that as a believer, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, you say, "God, is what's in my heart right now honoring you? Is what in my heart right now glorifying you? Because Lord, I'm mad." I'm hurt, I'm angry, and I don't get what they're saying, and I don't get how they're acting that way, and I don't don't understand, and I think it's wrong. And God says, I want you to pray. Because I want to change your heart. Obviously, I have black. My grandma was white. My other grandma was half Chinese and black. Her dad was Mr. Wong for real, from China. (laughs) Chinese man had jungle fever, that's how she... (laughs) It's a fact. fact. I have police officers in my family. My dad was a cop, 30 years, he spent most of his career arresting bad cops. So he's a cop arresting bad cops, where where are you at on that? And so God talked to me, he says, I want to bring all those people together. The devil wants division. The devil, the devil wants sides. He wants factions. The devil has created all these different colors. When I just made everybody different shades of one color. If you are white today, at least if you think you are white. You are only a lighter of shade of brown. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> because if you go to Hawaii and you lay out all day and you buy your products and you spray yourself in an attempt to be brown. And when you come home you want everybody to see that brownness. You don't want anybody to say I don't see your color. So don't say that to me. It's amazing that when you acquire a color by sun, you want everybody to see it. But when someone's born with color, you don't want anybody to see it. Don't do that. Don't ever say that. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. It's offensive. When someone says that to me, I go, "So what color am I then?" I'm like, "You? No, I'm not." God calls us to carry each other's burden. Shades have burdens associated with them. Get to know people, Jesus says, I say to you, verse 44, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father, daughters of your father who is in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, the people who agree with you and don't agree with you, and sends rain on the righteous and the righteous, he sends his rain on those who agree with you and don't agree with you. Do you know all the people who don't agree with you, the sun is shining on them today by God. You know, all the people who don't agree with you, it's going to rain on their crops, just like on yours. Metaphorically, God's going to bless them that they may eat. And God is saying, if you're my son and daughter, I want you to do what I did. Because when you were sinful, when you were cursing my name, before you knew who I was, I died for you. And I die for you, not only so you can be forgiven, but I die for you so you can do the same for somebody else. Even those who don't like you, even those who are deliberately talking about you, that you can love them. That is the only option you have. Does it mean you have to agree with them? Absolutely not. But it means you love them. It means you could pray for them. What am I going to pray for them? That they draw closer to God. Because you know what? Your opinion could be wrong. (laughs) <laughs> there could be a fourth opinion and a fifth and fifth perspective that you just don't know. And look what it says in verse 46, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. It is so easy to cast stone. It is so easy to point finger. It is so easy to claim you know everything. And let me tell you, in our church, we have people that live all over San Diego, and I'm telling you fact, you all have very different and very real experience. And if there's an experience and an opinion that's very different from what you what you can believe can be true, believe it. Believe it, and say, brother, how can I pray for you? This is your family. Y'all are my family. Verse 48, Jesus says, therefore, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Lord, I don't like this. It's hard. Absolutely. But get it right. He told Abraham, Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. In other words, I'm watching you. But you don't understand. God says, no, I understand. They killed me. And I never did anything wrong. They... Nailed me to wood and I never did anything wrong. So my challenge to you, Rock Church, is that your heart and whoever's watching online, that your, God would change your heart to be more like his where you can pray for everybody's in, involved and say, Lord, draw all of them close to you. When I was watching the video... of Alfred in the parking lot. I thought of this story. Someone told me once when you have a baby, it's the first time your heart lives outside your body. How many of you have never had a baby before? When you have a baby, you will love like you never loved before. You will realize that you maybe never knew what love was. You did, but only at this level. But when you have a baby, especially if you're a guy and you have a girl, you will experience love that you will kill. I mean, you're still for the boy, but it's different for the girl. (laughs) Because when you have a girl, you start thinking of all the stuff you used to do. when you have a baby, it's the first time your heart lives outside your body and everything that child goes through hurts you. Can I get amen for all the parents out here. And when I saw Alfred going through that parking lot, I saw his mom's heart. Forget all the politics behind it. That was a man that went into eternity. That was a mother's heart. I saw a cop. Forget all the politics. I never met him, that was a man whose life was changed forever, a man who God loves. Am I justifying it? Absolutely not. Just two people, their lives were changed forever. That God says, oh, oh, that we live in a sinful world where that stuff happens. And as as believers say, God, how do you want me to respond? Well, the first thing I want you to do is pray. I want you to pray. Pray for justice, absolutely. Pray for peace, absolutely. Pray for people's hearts. Pray for your heart. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you, give us an opportunity to live out this third option of the unity in Christ. We're going to pray. So, on the screen, we're going to look at, I believe it's seven people we're going to pray for. And here's my prayer for you. Some of these people and groups may be hard for you to pray for. <sighs> that means God's doing something in your life. And it's okay. It's okay. But it's like, God, change me. If you, if you are just coming to this church to always hear what you want to hear, this is the wrong church. If you are coming here not to be challenged and have your toes stepped on so God can do something better in your life, this is the wrong place. Let God do something deep in your life. Walk away from this incident, a better person. Because it's gonna keep going. It's not over today. It's gonna keep going. We see it all over the country. But may God do something in your life. So number one on the screen. It says, "God, please bring me close to you. Lord, I, it has to start with me." Because Lord, I know until the day I die, I'm going to need work. Can I get amen? amen? Let's all bow our heads right now and I'm going to pray let's pray for us. Just quietly in your spirit, pray for you and I'll pray for us out loud. Dear God, we pray for our hearts. We pray for our attitude, our perspective. Change us to be more like you, Jesus. Mold us and shape us. Give me a heart of compassion and love and peace towards everybody involved. In Jesus' name, amen. Next one. God, please bring the Olango family close to you. Mom, dad, wife, siblings, in-laws, cousins. Relatives. Let's pray God would hold them close. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, we pray for the Olango family. We pray you draw them close and that you protect them with your peace and your love. And your encouragement. Lord, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We pray you give them that hope that only the Savior can give them. In Jesus' name, amen. Next one. God, please bring the protesters close to you. You may not understand. But God loves every single one of them, all made in the image of God. Lord, let's bow our heads. Lord, we pray for every protester. Every one of them you love. every For every one of them you died and rose. We pray you pour out your spirit on them and draw them close to you. And comfort them and give them your wisdom. And your peace and your comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're having reactions, good. Amen. Next one. God, please bring the police close to you. Lord, we pray you give them wisdom. There are so many different kinds. We pray all of them would be close to you. They would cry out to you. That in those moments that are ending up on the news, that you would give them supernatural encouragement and wisdom and peace. They have to make critical decisions in critical moments. We pray for extra grace and mercy. Because we know you want life. So we pray that you give them that wisdom in those situations, in every situation. To be wise and careful. And protected. In Jesus' name, amen. The officer who... Pull the triggers, family. They are a family that God loves and God died for. We want to pray that God would draw them close to Him. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we uh, pray for the police officer's family. You love them like you love us. You died for them just like you died for us. And we pray that you protect them. And you comfort them. In Jesus' name, amen. The police officer, no matter what you believe, he's still a man that God died for and rose from the dead. And he loves. And needs Christ in his life. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we pray for that officer. We pray, Lord, that you draw him close to you. And we thank you for your grace and mercy in our life. And Lord, with our heads bowed, we pray for our country. Lord, we pray we never see another African-American man die this way. We pray we see no man die this way. And that your peace will be on our country. Your peace would be in our hearts and that you would guide and direct us to love beyond what we can naturally love. That we would say things to people that are beyond our natural inclination to say. May we represent the love and compassion of God. And though our opinions may differ and though we hold those opinions with passion. May we also hold them with love in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. In a minute I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that God would do something in your heart that today you would say, Lord, I want to change. Lord, I've learned these things about me that I don't like. I'm fearful. I'm mad. I'm bitter. I'm angry. I'm scared. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. But Lord, I want to be faithful. And I want you to show me today, tomorrow, throughout the week, how to be your child more like you. In every situation I'm in, show me. show me that, because I want to honor you in everything I do. So in a minute, we're going to pray, and there's some of you who are going to pray because you got want God to purify your heart, and there's some of you you want to give your life to Christ. So I want to give you that opportunity right now, so if you could all bow your heads and close your eyes and listen very carefully. Lord, whenever we go through something like this, we realize stuff in our heart that we don't like. Things are brought to life about who we are that we're ashamed of, that's ugly, that are not like you. And we want to justify because of our feelings. But Lord, I pray you challenge us to rise above that because love covers a multitude of sin. And I pray you challenge us to surrender all our pain, our anger, our angst, however we've justified it in our mind and heart. I pray you challenge us to surrender it to you. That your love can replace it and that we can go about following this through in this process in a way that honors and glorifies you more than we have. So Lord, I pray you reveal that to each one of us. And if you would like to surrender your pain, your angst, your anger to God, if you would like to surrender your soul to God, I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, you know my heart. You know my pain. You know my frustration, my anger, my fear. I surrender it to you. God, I can't do this in my own strength. I want to honor You and glorify You. So I surrender my heart to You. Forgive me if I've sinned, if I've been judgmental, if I've been critical. Take out my heart of stone because it's hard. It hurts. And put it in a heart of flesh. That's tender and loving. A heart that understands your heart. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Fill me with the spirit of God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand. If you prayed that prayer saying, I want a pure heart, I'm going to ask you to stand. In all the campuses, and I'm the first to stand with you, because I want God to change my heart. I want God to purify my heart. I want God to make me a better son, a better father, a better believer in Christ. So eyes closed, heads bowed. I'm going to count to three. If you if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand in all the campuses. One, two. Three, stand to your feet. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you.
1: God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
0: Now I'm going to ask all y'all who are standing in a minute to come down to the altar. If you're standing up in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. So if you're standing up, come on down to the altar and let's give them a hands. They come on down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
1: God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. 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 Bless you. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. Amen. God bless you. 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 God bless you thank you God bless 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 you thank you God bless you god bless you god bless you amen 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 God bless you God bless you thank you God bless you God bless you God bless you welcome God bless you 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 Oh wow. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Yelling bad, yelling bad. I'm glad you're here, brother. God bless you. You bless me right now. You bless me right now.
0: I pray that whoever that was would be here. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It's between me and you, but what you just said to me blessed me a lot. Um, uh, walking with God through life is not always easy. This is it very hard, but it is so good, and God has trusted us not only the Rock, just people our, our age.
1: God bless you. God bless you. God has, um, God
0: has trusted us with this trouble. Our society. Our country is going away from God. Our, our, our presidential options, in my opinion... in my opinion, are God's judgment on this country. And you can say what you want, oh, he doesn't like. I don't like either one of them. So hate on both on sides. <laughs> but I believe, this is my opinion. God says, you don't want me in your are involved in your life? You got it. So therefore, we better get ready. That's what I'm praying for every day. God, what does this mean? What does this mean? I'm not going to get too much into it because of our time. But I gotta tell you, in a year, or, in your lifetime, you will see churches closed down because of the government. In your lifetime. Like hotcakes. It's coming quick. And you need to pray. Don't just come to church. Don't come every other week. Don't come once a month. You need to pray. You need to eat. Have your butt in here. <laughs> Can you say that in church? <laughs> <laughs> you need to have your butt in. You need to have your behind in life group. You need to have your behind in life class. I have a small group. I tell you this all the time that I would match my busy schedule up against any of y'all's. And I have a
1: small group that I meet with every week. God bless you. 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 God bless you.
0: Anyway, um, Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you. We trust you. We have nowhere else to go. We can't trust the government. Can't trust society. Can't trust our feelings, our thoughts. We have to trust Jesus. You are our rock. You never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You're the only 100% dependable thing we have. We can't even trust ourselves. So I pray that we allow you to do in our life what only you can do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Uh, if you're a visitor, here's what we do. All y'all, we're gonna clap them into that room, and then all of y'all are gonna um, wait, cheer them into that room, and then after that, Pastor Greg will come out and dismiss us. So it's not a time to leave, but a time to celebrate. Take a right turn and walk this way.